Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your main host, Natasha. Oh, we're starting? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I just want everybody to know that Natasha and I are in different locations. Um, we've filed for separate for temporary separation be, uh, because of the counseling that we received on, on Talkspace. And um, just I would ask that in this time of difficulty that you, Natasha, because we're on a Zoom and not in person, you don't interrupt me at any point just so I can get my Zoom groove on. I love that you know, you're making it's hard it sound on- like that's a joke, but you really don't like to be interrupted. Well, but that's separate. This is more a joke about Zoom, about getting a rhythm during Zoom. But you're right. I don't like being interrupted. But actually, Natasha, as it has been a source of contention in our relationship, and you always say that. But does anyone like being interrupted? Isn't it like a classically rude thing that people aren't into? Do you like being interrupted? Um, I actually prefer to call it banter. And one idea leads you to this idea. And if you let someone just go off on a monologue... Then you have to like keep a notepad to remember all the little places that you wanted to interject. I just find a free flowing conversation that flits fast back and forth, subject to subject, a little more rewarding than a monologist <laughs> mansplaining. First of all, that's easy. Okay, mansplaining. Uh, anytime I explain something, Tasha, it's not mansplaining. I'm just a man that's explaining. But it's easy for you to say you don't like a monologist. You didn't have your big break writing the vagina monologues i did so that's what separates the two of us i'm like one of the preeminent monologists in america and that's not your thing you know and one more thing i want to point out you do keep a a notepad 
I do. Everyone who every watches, time you talk to me. Everyone who watches this podcast has seen you furiously scribbling down notes uh, on your on your notepad. And I just wanted to let people in behind the curtain what Natasha is writing. I swear to God, it's just the word fuck over and over and over again. Fuck this. Fuck the, my life. Fuck my reality. It's actually a little bit disturbing, Natasha. Moshe, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, yeah, it's to not is to talk more and uh, not let you uh, get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> well, my New Year's resolution is to try to be more chill in public. Oh, I think that's a great idea, Natasha. Because like we went to a restaurant. I keep getting into altercations with people, and then I'm like, wait a second, this thing keeps happening. I think this is me. Uh, well, we have a word for that, actually. There's a word for that psychological condition. Yeah, what's it called? It's called being a bitch. <laughs> we went to okay, a restaurant but... the other day, and Natasha was wearing a hat, like one of those, um, you know, those kind of like felt influencer hats um, that the white ladies wear. And um, and the person no, goes... a sun hat, and it was an outdoor restaurant. It was nighttime, though. And the woman oh, goes, still, the sun was setting. No, it was nighttime. But you know what? We'll say the sun was setting. Why not? But she goes, the lady goes, oh, we're a, we ask that you remove your hat at this restaurant. And Natasha goes, why? <laughs> well, I and mean, she said, well, we... OK, go ahead. Tell the story your way. Honest with you, I was on board with your annoyance. But but the why was it was definitely stanky. And, but Natasha, I thought you played the second part well. The first part, I thought the why was a little bit stinky, but the second part, she looked at her and she goes, oh, I'm just going to be keeping my hat on. And I thought that was kind of a cool alpha move. And the and woman kind of, okay. she melted. <laughs> she, she melted. She goes, all right. She'd clearly interacted with a uh, white woman with a shaman hat on before. Oh, my God. Moshe, first of all, every person in there was dressed in a black puffy North Face jacket or whatever that thing is that everybody wears. Every man, every woman had the same ugly puff jacket on. And I told the woman, I said, you know, what did I tell her? I said, in the 30s, you wouldn't allow me in here without a hat. Oh, you started going historic, making a historical <laughs> argument? <laughs> I remember you saying that. And I remember her going, oh, that's true. And it was the kind of, oh, that's true that really could be translated into, I'd like this conversation to end. And, uh, oh, yeah. She did not. She was like 23. She did not know what I was talking about. But I remember reading headlines from like old newspapers and they would be like, studio scandal. Judy Garland enters studio without a hat. Or like she entered a restaurant without a hat and people were like, going crazy. I mean, it's a thing. So I don't understand. I like that you alpha her. I well, thought it was cool. I don't like bad rules or dumb rules. It's not like if everybody oh. looked amazing, maybe that'd be one thing, but people were literally in REI everywhere I looked. I can't wear a glamorous it's not, hat. It's not your fault. You have a pandemic onset Karen disorder. And <laughs> it happens to a lot of people. And, um, what was the thing we did the other day? We were taking our kid to get an X-ray, um, and when we went in, uh, what we what did you say to the radiologist? Okay, let me just explain what happened. We get to the X-ray imaging center, and the woman at the front goes, reads the doctor's X-ray, and she goes, "What is this? I don't even know what he's talking about." She had to call the doctor's office, 
figure also out what it was. Also, it's from the thirties, right? I'm just saying she she was she like she was from the 1930s. She goes, "What she, is this? I don't know what he's talking about." He was asking me what he what she needed done, what the kid needed done. I go, "I don't know. I mean, the doctor wrote it. I think it's an X-ray of her neck." And so she called the doctor's office, figured it out. We wait for 30 minutes. We get into the X-ray office, the radiologist, and he looks at the script and he goes, "What is she having done?" And I go, "Is it not clear?" And then. He was like, I don't, I don't know what he said. And I was like, she needs some kind of x-ray for her throat or the back of her neck. I don't know what it is. I'm just a mom. Have you done this before? And then he said, there was like a long pause. And he goes, not looking And a deep me. inhale. Huh? And a deep, a deep inhale. <laughs> and he goes, are you saying I don't know how to do my job? And I said, no. I'm just saying, if you don't know what it is, I don't know what it is. I hate when people, like nurses, medical people, talk to you like you work in the medical field. Like, I don't know what a R2-16 with the three three 3.4 slot on the vertebra. I don't know what she needs done. I'm not a doctor. But I just asked and him if he could understand it, and then he made me leave the room. <laughs> 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 well, he didn't make you leave the room. He said one parent should stay for the x-ray, which I, I thought was a little bit weird that I had to get some gamma rays from this motherfucker. Well, the thing I didn't like that you said was I said to him when he got angry, I said, um, well, the woman at the front didn't know what it was, so I was just double-checking that you could read it. And then Moshe goes, yes, she did. She knew what it was. And I told you, next time maybe have my back. Look, Tosh. I said He's sorry. So obsessed I just with not being associated with any woman who's like trying to get her way in public. But I'm just saying any uh, woman? <laughs> Why is everything always gendered? You're it's you. It, you are the woman. You're the person I You think it had to do with my my view on on women? It had to do with my view on my partner who's in a lobby with her hat on screaming about her ayahuasca experiences and why she doesn't think she's qualified to uh, do an x-ray. Listen, boom. I'm just saying, and I think you were right. Cause I, I did think his reaction to what I said was disproportionate. Like he did seem extremely put upon that. I just asked him if he knew what needed to be done because the woman at the front didn't know. And I figured the doctor wrote it wrong. And Moshe made a good point. He said, doctors are just so over people telling them they don't know how to do their job that one woman i mean it's my kid's health i just waited 45 minutes to see this person after a two-hour doctor appointment i just want to make sure everyone knows we're all on the same page there seemed to be some confusion no that's actually what i thought happened there is that he got triggered the x-ray tech got triggered yeah because he's probably spent the last three years of the pandemic with like weird like QAnon adherence like asking if the x-ray is going to give them COVID. So he was just triggered. And Natasha, in that case, you weren't being a Karen. Let's listen to some secrets because I got to get the fuck out of here. I love you guys. And my secret is my first job out of college. I worked at this place and my boss was the international sales director. And he was a fat asshole. And when he would travel, I had a key to his office and I would go into his office and fart. So then when he would get back, his office would just smell like a big ass fart when he would come into the door. 
that's all. Bye. I like that she called him a fat asshole. First of all, we don't fat shame on this podcast, okay? But that she called him a fat asshole, and then she went into his office and used her fat asshole to punish him. Um. Yeah. This is. This seems har- harmless and makes you feel better. So why not? How do you time the fart though? Do you do you eat in such a way that you'll always have a fart ready to go, a revenge fart ready to be burst? Probably after lunch, go in there for a while and wait for him to start coming. Now, Natasha, you like ripping farts, right? You're really into ripping farts? Yeah, I, I really love it. You, you're like a ripping fart type of gal, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, keep farting, lady. Let's hear it. <laughs> Hi, Natasha and Moshe. My wife and I love your pod. This is my first secret. Um, so we have two kids. We went to a kid's birthday party last weekend. Everyone's having fun. Um, I'm talking to one of the other dads. I'm leaning up against the oven. Then a few minutes later, this terrible snow fills the house. And someone rushes over and pulls a melting, uh, huge tray of public stubs off of the oven. So I think I had inadvertently knocked the knob. Melted the plastic. Uh, house smells like absolute shit. Everyone blames it on the kids. I didn't say a word. That's my secret. It smelled like ah. wait, what did he melt? Public. Melted sub Publix submarine sandwich plastic. Oh, I see. So he's saying and he, he blamed, blamed it on kid. the kids. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that's a, that's a no harm no foul. Like all the sacrifices we do for these kids, you know, all the money that we pay. Like, if you can't blame them for shit that they won't get in trouble for and it'll get you out of trouble, I feel like that's a that's a win. Yeah, I agree. Um, we should just blame kids for more stuff. Yeah, a lot of people are, uh, like, worried about protecting the kids. I'm worried about using the kids to protect the adults. Although I remember my mom blaming me for things that I didn't do, and it was definitely... Um, it definitely affected me what like what like i remember her telling me that oh breaking up her marriage <laughs> that i think actually now that i've heard the, the story from both sides i do think it was your fault oh my god no she would just like i mean it, it's hard to explain because my mom also was like you know 28 with three kids one of whom was like had a learn like had like a behavior disability so i can't really blame her I actually have a behavior disability. You do? Yeah, it's I can't help myself, but I behave like a really sexy, suave, cool, funny guy all the time. And I can't break the cycle. It's kind of tough for me. That's one of my issues that I've been dealing with lately. Well, honey, hopefully it's something you can uh, get a hold of. Yeah, I'm trying. All right, one more secret for the road. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. So for many years, when I would either masturbate or be having sex with someone, I would often fantasize about having a threesome uh, with a really good friend. And um, even to this day, I find myself thinking about her. And the issue is she died now about 10 years ago. And so sometimes when I'm pleasuring myself or with someone, she'll pop into my brain and it's like, you need to stop. No, no. Like it's somehow desecrating her memory or 
now that she's gone. And, uh, yeah, I've never told anybody that I used to masturbate thinking about her. And, uh, now it's even weirder that she's gone because now I'm like, it's totally off limits and is a real buzzkill. Um, when she shows my psyche. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great time analyzing this one. Well, you know what? There's this, there's this idea that people die twice, you know, have you heard this, Natasha? People die twice. They die when they die. And then they die the last time someone utters their name, the last time someone remembers them, right? And says their name out loud. That's an, an idea. And I think we could add to that idea today, which is there's three ways that people die. They die when they die. They die the last time someone says their name. And then they really die the last time someone rubs one out to their memory. <laughs> think about that. I mean, this is sweet in a way. I get it. I get why you want it to go away. But also, maybe you could use this as a door to explore your lesbianism. Mm. Lesbianism is classically what a supportive ally says to uh, encourage someone on their journey. Well, I'm say, assuming you go she, lesbianism. it seemed like she was with a man and then always fantasized about having her friend fuck too but maybe i'm wrong maybe she's with a woman but it seemed like listen if you believe in the afterlife by the way um then how nice do you think that is for that woman's angel you know or or hell or what 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 are, what are they in hell demon like how nice do you think it is for the, that woman you know for her ghost to get a little reminder on like her ticker tape or her email in heaven like oh diane jerked off thinking about you today like oh i'm still I still have a presence. Like ghost, ghost angels need to come too. Wait, you know? Moshe, if I die before you, are you going to rub one out in my memory? People must do that all the time. Masturbate to their dead wife? Yeah. I'm sure that happens a lot. I will say that, um, you know, you know, there is a woman who I was with um, who did, did die. And you know how sometimes when you're masturbating, you'll think about like, sexual experiences you've had you know do you do women do that kind of uh, flick through the mental rolodex you know I, I i can't say i've done that a lot i think it's more of a man thing but mm -hmm. it could not be but anyway i have had that woman pop into my brain during a sesh and it is disturbing mm. it is it is disturbing because it's it's like you're like oh that was fun that was fun that was fun ghost Well, I thank this caller for her honesty, and um, if you really hate it, I'm sure there's some mind tricks you could do to make it stop. You could yeah, think about as soon as she pops into your head, imagine her with a shit diaper on. Right, or think about her fucking Martin Scorsese. That'll probably change the subject for you, mm -hmm. Natasha. I promise you that if you die before me, I will continue masturbating to your memory until the day that I die, because really? I love you. Oh, I love you too. That is the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me.